0: You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 348. You're listening to The Lively Show. This podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Hello, my friends. Thank you so much as always for listening. Today's episode is all about IVFT, which you may have heard of if you've listened to the show at all in the recent last year. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We're just on about a year of inner voice facilitator training. For those that aren't familiar with it, or for those that are curious about how it got started last year, I'll give you guys a very quick rundown. Basically, I started working with my, what we now call inner voice. I used to call it intuition back when I was about 25 years old. When I realized that if I wrote down questions, I could get peaceful answers. Then after that realization was starting to work as a business coach, like this is like 10, 11 years ago, started working with people in business coaching. They would come to me with all of their questions and they would want to know what I thought they should do for like what business they should start. They had a list of ideas. They wanted to get my opinion on which one they should do, et cetera. And I realized that they were really looking for me to give them the answers. But because I was already, even at that early stage, starting to figure out that my own answers were within myself, I started just helping them get into their intuition to help themselves. And that's actually where we started. So that's where inner voice started in my coaching practice. And then ever since then, in all of the classes and coaching that I've done in our online programs, oftentimes, if you've taken one with me, you have seen me do inner voice work. If not already done inner voice work with me in one of those courses as well. So that just became this huge thing. And as I kept going and going and going in the consciousness journey and everything else, that became the essential linchpin, transitioning, going beyond the mind into pure awareness. But how do you do that middle dance when the mind's still holding back in fear? The inner voice is there to guide. And it has answers to every single question someone wants to know in their lives. It's truly incredible. And then, as you guys might know, back, I think this was 2019, I took the big, big, Big break from the show. I took a big hiatus. And during that time, I was thinking if I did literally nothing with my time without teaching classes, without doing podcasts, I was just kind of like, what am I going to do with myself? So, what I decided to do out of pure joy and alignment for myself was well, I'm just going to get people to spend two hours outside of their minds if they want to work with me. So, I get to talk to enlightened consciousness every day that I want to do these sessions with these clients. I'm just going to get them in their inner voice and give them the experience of two hours outside of their head. No questions asked. They don't get to talk to me as the mind until after the session's over. It was incredible. And I loved those experiences. I did it for the better part of 2019. And that actually ended up being how I met the collective in Annie Francoeur and so many other experiences kind of snowballed from those sessions. And then with the collective coming through in one of our inner voice sessions that I did with Annie as a client. Then Annie came on the show. And then we started the collective collective, as you guys know, that's the group where the people, the collective of humans ask the collective non-physicals questions and Annie channels. And it's a really fun time that we do. I love those days. There's some of the highest aligned moments of my weeks when we do the collective collective. But in one of the collective collectives, while I was in South Africa early last year, before COVID really started taking off, I was in Cape Town and I remember I was like, it was like two in the morning in Cape Town time for us to do these calls. So it was in the middle of the night. I don't even remember if I went to bed or if I woke up in the middle of the night to do the call. But in the chat before we got started, someone in the chat said something about the inner voice sessions and that they wanted me to teach them how to do it. And I said, would you guys like me to teach this? And there was immediately like 30 yeses in the chat. I have never, ever seen, and I've done a lot of online coaching over the years, so many hours of online coaching, but I've never seen a response so immediate, so quick from so many people all on the call. It was like every single person almost said yes in the same instant, which was a very surprising and exciting opportunity. At that point, I kind of created this process from not really knowing, I just knew At the start of my sessions, these two-hour experiences, I knew I just wanted them out of their head the whole time. But over the period of doing it with so many clients, hundreds of hours of doing this with people, I started to kind of create this process that then was so easy for me to then translate once they asked for it into what we now call inner voice facilitator training. So this is now what I love doing. It is such an amazing experience. We've done it now twice. We did the beta rounds with the first 30 people, which was about a year ago. We started right in like the early part of the first lockdown that most of the world had. And so that was about middle to end of March, I think last year. And so, yeah, that's just wild to be thinking. Yeah, I was in Bali. So I knew that Cape Town had already happened. I knew people wanted to facilitate our training, but it really flowed to do with the beta group during lockdown. So we did it with a group of 30 people. It was incredible, very fast and deep, four hours a day, multiple hours a day for three weeks. And I just did it with the first 30. Then they we're the, you know, the beta group. And then we did the first official round last fall. And I think it was end of September into October. I think September and October was our first official round. I think we had something like about 70 people in that group. And so the facilitators from the beta round became the squad leaders for the first round. And it was just an incredible overall experience. And it's really, truly flowed. And we're so excited for the next round. In the last episode, I said we were going to change the numbering of the rounds just to call it because of the beta round is kind of like, is that round one? Is that round beta? Like, what are we calling it? I said I was going to call this coming round, round three, but I retract my statement. I spoke to Lindsay, our team manager, and she's like, you know, Jess, we're just going to always be correcting ourselves if we change the number. So we're just going to keep this one coming up as round two, although it's technically the third time we've now done IVFT. This is the second round because it's the second round that's done and the same format that the first official round, not the beta round, but the first round was done. So IVFT in this new format, just to make it a little bit more digestible for most people's schedules is six weeks long it's got a squad so you'll be a part of the bigger group but also you'll have a squad leader that's IVFT facilitator from either the beta round or the round one and then you'll have a group of about four people in your squad so you get to do a lot of practice with your group and get to have a deep experience within the group itself but also the larger groups You get to know people really well in the first place basis. For those that are in different time zones, we try to group the Europeans or people that want to have certain time zones together. Or if you're joining because of a specific facilitator you've worked with in the past and they're squad leading and you want to be in their squad, we are going to do everything we can to accommodate everybody's desire. So that's definitely on the forefront of our minds because what I noticed is that each squad is like a little ecosystem. So everybody gets to have a unique experience within the larger one and hopefully that's really is, you know, customized to what you're hoping to experience within it, like whether it's a time zone that you do with your squad, et cetera. So I will be working with the calls on Monday, starting March 15th. So the week of March 15th for six weeks, I'll be doing our major group calls. You can catch it live if you want to, or you can listen to the recording if you're in Europe and it's in the middle of the night or it doesn't work with your schedule. You can catch up on the call, but we'll do it at the start of the week so that you can have some time to listen to it if it works for your schedule better on Tuesday morning, for example. As you guys might know, I call it a two-hour session, but I'm famous for going over. When I'm there, I am there. Let's just say that. So the calls could be up to three to four hours the third or fourth hours, that's not there for everybody to feel forced to keep watching or listening. It's just where well, I'll keep staying in service to people answering questions and really being there for people. So it can go longer than the two hours that we'll slot it for, but the two hours is the amount of time, you know, that will cover the basics. I'll just stay on longer asking questions and being of service. So it's not a requirement to keep watching the end of every single calls and the, the extra bonus content you could say. And then also you'll have your squad meetings at different times that work with your group and your schedules. So you'll be able to coordinate those with your squads themselves. So it'll be a bit flexible in the second half of most of the weeks. Also, along with this, there is, like I said, a six-week program. So there'll be a certification for those that want to be IVFT certified and want to do this fuller part-time as voice facilitators. So you do have two options now. You can be complete with the course and not be certified. And I'll explain why someone might want to do that in a minute, or you can go through the certification process and then literally be listed on our website. You have the chance if you're certified to become a collaborator in our lively collaboratory, doing courses through Team Lively if that's something that interests you, or the drop-in courses. The choice is yours after about six months of you know integration into your life and practice in your own potential business that you might be doing with it. We want to give you guys some real-world practical experience before bringing it into the collaboratory. But after you've got your feet wet and you've got your practice and you're feeling really strong on it, then you can kind of pitch me a drop-in class or a longer course and we'll see if it is a fit in the collaboratory along with our other programming, et cetera. It's been so beautiful to see the collaboratory take off and it's so cool because the collaborators are working with people that are just getting started with inner voice facilitating. But even that said, we had a three and a half hour brainstorm call with people from IVFT that have graduated and Cocoon yesterday. And I heard about some potential pitches I'm going to be receiving from someone in round one of IVFT soon that are more advanced inner voice dropping classes. So that's actually really exciting too, is to see how you guys keep evolving, how the community keeps growing and, and allowing this to move forward. The collaborators and the collaboratory dropping classes and courses, that was all ideas from the beta group asking me, just like the a whole IVFT was something that they asked of me. So it's really cool that I get to be here as this linchpin with the systems and the community and so forth to help support all of this. But really it's like in such a huge way, such a group experience as we're all evolving together. So it's very exciting. It's very cool. We've had 35 IVFT facilitators already raised their hands in hopes to be a squad leader. So the squad leaders, we have plenty of squad leaders at our, at our fingertips. Obviously we'll only be able to sort in those who join. So if your inner voice, of course, and only, and I always say this for anything is if your inner voice or intuition feels as a fit, we're excited to work with you. But please truly check in with your inner voice about this course. This is of all things, especially if you're going to get certified. It's like essential that your inner voice is aligned to doing this. Please do not choose to do this course with your mind. Please go into your body. Please go into your, your heart space, your gut, wherever you feel your inner voice. Please ask there that if this is the right fit for you. Cause the last thing we want you to do is feel like this is a big commitment to of time. We have details about what it all includes over at jesslivelycom slash IVFT. So please don't join. If you don't have the commitment of time and the space in your life at this coming period for it, we'll probably run the course again, most likely sometime later this year. So please really show up if this is really in alignment for you. I know a lot of people still are in lockdowns, which for some people, homeschooling might be more hectic than usual, but for others, a lot of people are at home and they're really, I think this has been a huge opportunity for IBFT to take off because we've been Zoom ready from the get-go, basically. Our company's always been functioning in this kind of 2021 way for the whole time. So there was nothing really that changed for us. So our systems are set in place, but so many other people's schedules and lives have kind of become more accommodating to this type of online training and experience. So if you have the time and capacity in your schedule and your intuition is truly in alignment and really excited about it, it will honestly, it will change your life. Like I was even just talking to the grads in this call yesterday and just hearing the amount of shifts that are happening for them, just having this amount of time and community, and connection, and then also doing it for the clients they work with as well. That's one of the other things I'll just touch on. I know Lauren's going to explain what it was like. I'm not trying to pitch the experience. I'm just trying to share how it started, but I will say one of the very coolest, most special things that I have never yet to experience in anything else is the fact that you're getting your clients beyond their minds for two hours. You're going to learn how to do exactly the sessions that I used to do. So you'll be able to do those for clients if you want to. Or adapt the process and apply it to however you want to do your own coaching or your own content. So, this is not like you have to only do it the way I did it. You can do it that way if you're certified, but you can also adapt it in whatever form and fashion it makes sense for your own coaching and modality as well. I just want to say, though, for those, especially that do the two hour sessions, and you'll see this in practice and training, one of the unique facets of this is that you, as the facilitator, get to experience. Unmental consciousness, you could call it realized consciousness, enlightened consciousness of this person you're working with. If their inner voice is in alignment to doing this session with you, if that happens, that amount of time for you as a facilitator, whether you're doing it a few times a week, a few times a month, or several times a week or month, you're going to have that much exposure to realized awareness about this reality over and over and over in your own life. And I can say that was so supportive to what I was hearing in my inner voice as I was daring to follow what it said instead of the mental constructs of mass consciousness. And also it just opens and broadens your minds especially when you get a client that's really open and connected the amount of questions and insight you can gain by asking them all sorts of questions far beyond even just the you know the ones we'll share you'll be guided by your own intuition to ask different things for the client on their behalf but also when you hear the answers they receive yourself, it is just truly mind-blowing. It is so enriching for the facilitator to be in that role because of the depth of wisdom that everyday people that in their minds of all of these problems and their thoughts, when they get deeper, they all disappear and all of the clarity emerges. And it is so amazing and also so grounding in you understanding that what your own inner voice is saying is so eternally true and consistent. But also you can go into so many different tangents and learn so many different fascinating experiences and topics with the different experiences you'll have with your clients. So I just noticed personally that was so enriching for me and my own journey in consciousness. And I know that it is so special that I'm not the only person now that gets to have that depth and experience and wisdom that grows within my own mind and awareness as well. That I, you know, now with the facilitators doing this, they're leaping ahead in their awareness and consciousness as well. Okay, as far as who it's for, I'm just gonna quickly say this. This is always just what I say. Obviously your inner voice. It's for the people that the inner voice says should join it. Full stop, but when your mind is like, yeah, but you know. So here's three general buckets of people that often take the course and I had a feeling would. One is people that want to become full or part-time inner voice facilitators. Some of our group have chosen to do that. Some of them are truly doing this part-time or full-time as inner voice facilitators. Nicole Perkins, as you've heard on the show in last year, is one of those people that's full-time with it. She just went all in, did it. She's thriving, loving life, doing amazing a million things. So cool. So many are doing that. Or there are many, 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 I'd say the bulk of the group is also in this category. A large group of this is coaches of other modalities that chose to take IVFT to enhance their focus and choice. We've had nurses, educators, nutrition coaches, sound healers, RTT therapists, business coaches, artists, exercise instructors, you name it. So many different people from so many different walks of life, whether they're coaches or whether, like we said, in education as teachers or principals or therapists with hypnotherapy or artists, exercise instructors. We have someone that does, I think she called it sculpt. Actually, in a second, I'm going to share something new that we're doing with this group as well. She'll be doing and leading for IVFT as well. So we have Someone doing inner voice and sculpts, which is like a mix of Pilates and yoga, yoga teachers, like you name it, there is someone doing something. And also the community, even these first roughly 100 people are also worldwide. So we have so many different languages now. Obviously, I teach in English, but there's so many people that know English and other languages from their heritage or where they live. And so now we're able to offer people sessions in Spanish and Portuguese in French and German. Like it's just so neat that we have so many different languages also that are now being able to help clients in their own language of choice potentially. And then last but not least, and I wouldn't say this is least at all, because this is actually the bucket I personally fell in when I became an RTT therapist, is a passionate learner deepening their connection with their inner voice. If you are deeply like I'm ready to go really, really deep, not just surface level deep with my inner voice. I'm really ready to like put this on steroids. This is an amazing way. Just like think of this like if you're pretty good at doing your inner voice, just like you go to yoga class and you really like it, but you want to get better and you really want to deepen your practice. Many people choose to take yoga teacher training as I would have actually at the time many years ago, living in Austin, Texas. I almost took yoga teacher training not to become a yoga teacher, had zero interest in that. Just like when I did RTT training, I had zero interest in becoming RTT therapist. You know, I never did a paid session. I just was a passionate learner. And I wanted to know to the ends of the earth, everything that I could about hypnotherapy. And I, when it came to yoga, was really interested in the essence of yoga, not the body postures and the movements and like putting the clients into the right positions. That was 0% my interest, but I always loved the wisdom within yoga. And so I wanted yoga teacher training years ago for that wisdom and essence. So, for yourself, if you want to just do this for yourself or your family or friends, If you have the time and energy and you want to go this deep, you truly can. And you do not need to spend the time getting certified if you don't want to ever do it for pay. You don't want to be certified. You don't have to. You can complete the course without certification. That's completely fine. Just like if I was in yoga teacher training, I would not have chosen to get certified because I never, ever, ever wanted to have to do the yoga classes. But when it came to RTT for me, I did go through certification because it costs no difference to do the certification if you're an IVFT. I didn't have a problem with the setup. I was like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll just get certified. So you're also welcome, even if you have no intention of doing it full-time or part-time as a facilitator or want to use it in your modalities. If you're using it for a modality, again, certification required. But if you're not, but you're like, I'm open to doing this certification just for the fun of it, for the joy of it, or for the potential to do it in the future, that is obviously an option too. Like I said, no difference in price or anything, just an option if you want to or not. And then also, last but not least, this is what we spent three and a half hours in part brainstorming yesterday we're also offering an inward bound retreat program so excited to do this inward bound instead of outward bound a lot of us are inside right now anyways but also this is truly in inner voice going within going within yourself we're going to do our first online retreat we've ever done it's going to be totally free for IVFT graduates and incoming IVFT for round 2 this coming round as well as cocoon so if you are a graduate of IVFT or you're coming into IVFT for this next round or you're in cocoon, this is free for you. It's not available to the public because we're going to be going from this IVFT in cocoon. So it's a more advanced training. So we want to have people have their basis and grounding. If you're coming into IVFT and you haven't done cocoon or IVFT, that's okay. This is going to be a little (laughs) catching you up to speed very quickly. And I think it's going to be great because it's going to roll right into the weekend that is right before IVFT beginning. Totally optional. So even if you do IVFT and don't have time this weekend to join us, that's Fine, but for those that can and want to join us, we're so excited. It's going to be a three day online event, just a little welcome opening ceremony on Friday night, March. 12th. And then the 13th and 14th, we'll have a morning session and an afternoon session. I'm really excited because in between the sessions is really where the rubber is going to meet the road. We're going to bring everything we're bringing in from this awareness of the aspects we're going to be speaking about into your daily life in the break times in your life, since you're going to be at home. So it's going to be really cool to check back in and kind of have this deepening right at the start. I think it's going to be a really deep and wonderful experience for those that are going into inner voice facilitator training for the first time. And also, also super fun for those that have already taken cocoon or IVFT because what we'll be touching on specifically are all rounds out the experiences of ivFT and cocoon but is not identical to them so it'll it'll still be new and different but also supportive as well to everything we cover okay that is way longer but I just as I said okay saw 22 minutes and 11 seconds so two two one one I'm guessing that's an alignment of numbers and therefore an alignment for me as I read it now it's two 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 two, two as like we're doing good so even though that was a very long intro for me that is just something I wanted to share with you guys. I'll be doing a QA if you have any questions for me about IVFT. But the number one, first and foremost, please go into your intuition. That is the place that's gonna have the answers. If you're like, how am I gonna afford it? Ask your intuition. Ask your intuition for every question you possibly have. It will guide you truly to the best and brightest potential for you. But on Tuesday, February 2nd, we'll be having a Q&A call. It is at 2 p.m. Honolulu time on my calendar as I'm looking. At my Google Calendar really quickly. 2 p.m. Honolulu time. Obviously, as you guys know, I don't think that much. So I just was like, all right, I need to share this. What time is it? Okay, that's 7 p.m. Eastern. So 7 p.m. Eastern on March 2nd, I'll be doing a Q&A. Like I said, we'll have the retreat start the uh, 12th of March, so I'd say register before the 11th of March to make sure you'll be able to join the free weekend. But on March 2nd, I'll be doing the Q&A just answering any questions you might have on the course or inward bound itself. And I'm just so excited to work with this next group. Like I said, I'm not trying to do this in the fastest, flashiest way because this is really precious territory. Like people have to be ready to be inner voice facilitators. We do not want to talk people into this that they're not right or ready for it. And that's what's so cool about having the collaboratory too is that if you're on the way to being on your way, like keep joining us there, keep being involved in the community in other ways as well. Now we have collaboratory courses too. So if you want to do something deeper than just a like a one-off dropping class that's available for you, that's just so neat that we're able to now expand the spectrum of levels and experiences for people getting into their inner voice. Just for the first time are those that really are ready to go super deep with IVFT. Now, okay, today's show, which is the whole big point, it's a solo show hosted by someone other than me. This is going to be Lauren Ciesco. Lauren Ciesco did this as a voice memo back when I was taking the break between just little voice memos. I handed her the microphone and said, hey, not literally because I wasn't in California where she was, (laughs) but I said, hey, Lauren, you take the mic, you share with This was like for you because I can share all these details, right? And I can say, listen to your intuition. But your mind's probably still interested in hearing from someone who's actually taken it and who's actually had a deep experience with this and their life and how it's changed their life. So you can also learn more about Lauren at laurenciesco.com. C I E S C O. And then also she has a new podcast she's just launched, really exciting with her podcast host, Jen. You could go see at Spiritual Boss Shit Podcast, and she also is a collaborator. So if you are taking income course, that is our money busting block mythic, you know, releasing your money stories and blocks basically around money. Lauren is teaching that course as well as she's our emotional beanbag release collaborator in the collaboratory drop-ins as well. So she loves doing emotional beanbag releasing, which is also deeply a part of what happens in IVFT. And you learn how to do that for yourself and others as well. And so, yeah, this is just a joy to be able to share Lauren with you, her story. And yeah, let's let Lauren take it from here. Let's go to the show.
1: Hello there, beautiful souls. Lauren Ciesco here. And today I'm bringing you a story of how a driven, action-oriented, strong-minded, trying-to-control-it-all coach found the power of her inner voice and let go of the limitations of her mind keeping you stuck and learn to connect to her own inner voice that now guides the way with less hustle, less action, less worry, and a whole lot of joy, trust, and flow. When Jess asked me to record this for you, it was a full body yes for me, and I am so honored to be sharing my story with you here. And it really almost blows my mind to think that it's only been a short five months since I really have dived into this work of the inner voice. Now, the person that I have become, how she handles something like this is she goes directly to her inner voice and ask for guidance. So when I went to my inner voice and asked it what I should share, how I should do this, it told me to tell you a story, to use my story to teach and to take you through the journey that I've been through. So through this story, I wanna share with you what it was like to go through inner voice facilitator training. I'm gonna tell you all the doubts, the fear, the unexpected magic that happened when I turned to my inner voice. And I'm going to talk about how I used this inner voice work both in my personal life to heal 20 years of emotional eating and heal me physically, to heal mental blocks from money, and how I use this inner voice work in my business to create flow, clients, and really let go of all the rules the society tells us about our businesses. But before I get into that, I'm going to just go on a little bit of a backstory to lead you up to how I got into inner voice facilitator training. Now, I am a self proclaimed self help junkie turn transformation coach. Back in 2014 is when I had my spiritual awakening. And that really came when a friend introduced me to the Deepak and Oprah meditation challenge. And I sat down and learned how to meditate. And from there, That was just my gateway drug. I got into Gabby Bernstein and reading all the Deepak Chopra and really got into spirituality. Now, I really was always drawn to the woo and to the spiritual. There's something inside of me that just, it just resonated. I didn't know why or what felt so true about what I was hearing. But really what I lacked is the how. How do you make that happen? So I went on this journey to really figure out how to create a life that has spirituality in it and how to really create change. And in my journey, you know, became a life coach. I found Jess in her podcast back in 2017. And that's when she was really into the law of attraction and Abraham. And that was really where I learned a lot about the law of attraction and then went right into flow with her, the flow with intention online. And it was really giving me ideas of what life could look like. I would look at Jess and see how she's flowing around and really wanted to know what her secret was, right? Cause I felt so stuck in my life. I would look at Jess or other people and be like, wait, they seem like they have this figured out. What am I missing? And that's really when I went on this journey and what I like to call now is really this like three or four year rabbit hole. And I studied the mind. I wanted to learn all about conscious thoughts and the subconscious thoughts and why we do what we do and really got stuck in the logistics of the mind. Now, I could tell you why you are stuck and I could tell you exactly, you know, how your brain works and the reasons why you're stuck. But the truth was that I knew I had the knowledge I understood deeply, but I was still stuck. And I saw my clients were still stuck to some extent, you know, and I think there's a difference between information versus transformation versus embodiment. And I'm going to get into this a little bit more throughout my story. They really explain the different stages of how you get to that full transformation of embodiment and just not stuck in the information. And that was my story. So much of my life, I was just stuck in information. I knew why I was sabotaging myself. I knew why I you know, was feeling a certain way or taking actions, but I just really couldn't change it. So fast forward to October of last year, after taking a few years off from probably like a year and a half off from what I would call studying the woo or doing more spiritual, because I really got into the science. I got into NLP. I learned how our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings create our actions, our actions create our results. And so I just stayed in this place where it was Actioning, right? Trying to make it happen. And after feeling really frustrated and working with some amazing mentors in the coaching industry, I kind of had this surrender moment where something inside of me was telling me, okay, you know deep all the why, but there's something missing something intuitively inside of me just told me to go start listening to Jess's podcast again. So, I did in October, and that's when she at that point was having the collective on. And at first, when I saw the collective or when I was reading the podcast or what it was about, I was a little bit, mm, I'm not sure about this, but I'll try it out anyway. So, I listened to one of the podcasts with the collective and it's really almost hard to articulate because while I was listening to this podcast, there was something in my being that when the collective spoke and when it was talking, something was like, this just feels like truth, right? There was something in me that was just so captivated by what the collective was saying that I just had to get more. So I kept on listening to podcasts and listened to all of the ones with the collective. And in that time, just did a inner voice session with Clotilde, which she ended up airing. And I know Clotilde, she's a colleague of mine at the Life Coach School. And I remember listening to that podcast and so much of what she had channeled, she called The Bud, was saying was just so resonating. And I remember being like, I know Clotilde and if she could do this, maybe I should look into this. Now, for years... In years, I have been an avid journaler and probably about three years ago when I would be journaling and I would be in the flow, every once in a while, something would come over me, right? And now I know it's my inner voice, but back then I thought like it was, I was channeling or something through me. So listening to Clotilde on the podcast and seeing that she has this inner wisdom, I was like, maybe I can do this. So I reached out to Jess and I was like, okay, Jess, I'm interested. Let's do a session. So we weren't able to connect right away, but we're able to schedule a call for the beginning of January. So let me tell you all about my first session with Jess and my inner voice. And this is quite an interesting experience because the person I was going into this call, because first off, I didn't know how this worked, right? Like I just was like, okay, I want Jess to help me get to this inner voice, but really who I was in that moment, I was looking for answers. I was looking for answers in my business. And prepping for this call, I actually went back and looked at the notes that I prepped before my inner voice session with Jess. And it was like three pages long. I even had a little like story. I wanted to like give her the whole story of like where I was, could she could understand so that she could help me get to where I was. And I get on the call with Jess. And the first thing she says is, okay, we're going to say goodbye to the mind of Lauren. We're just going to go all the way into your inner voice. Are you ready? And I was like, wait, 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 wait. I have all of these questions for you. I want to like get to the questions. And I remember like just being so off put because I, at that point was so in my mind. And I thought the answers the Lauren wanted to talk to the Jess because I thought that she had this life that I wanted. So I really wanted to get her opinion. I didn't really understand the inner voice. So after she really explained to me what was going on, I let go and I trusted. And we spent a little bit of time chatting. She was very kind to me and she had told me on the call that she generally doesn't spend that much time. She just wants to go right to the inner voice, but my mind was so strong. In order for me to get to the inner voice, I had to like understand what was going on. And I I laugh now looking back and for those that are strong-minded people and that are interested in possibly doing this inner voice facilitator training, I'm going to tell you how I broke my strong mind, right? How I got past it. The beautiful thing was when me and Jess were talking, she was explaining to me there's like three different things that could happen in a voice session. You know, the first thing is that you hear the inner voice. The second thing is that you see images. The third part is that you feel emotions coming up, emotional beanbags. And Jess was explaining to me on the call that releasing the emotional beanbags bags. It was a comparison that it's like to doing ayahuasca. And at that point, I had just happened to like finish listening and researching ayahuasca because the power of ayahuasca, long story short, is that it can actually like go in and like rewire parts of your mind that you can't do consciously. And so to me, there was something so powerful about going in and knowing how I knew the brain and that consciously it takes a lot of time to create change and subconsciously even it can take a lot of change. But being able to quantum leap and do healing instantaneously was very interesting to me. But when she told me that, I was also extremely doubtful. Like, oh yeah, right. This is as powerful as ayahuasca. I was like, okay, we'll see. So in the session was so painful for me in my mind because first off, my mind wouldn't calm down and of course my ego was like oh my gosh this is just lively and at that moment I was such a fan of Jess and so there was all this like ego but eventually I was able to let the mind go and some beanbags came up in that session and looking back now it was very very beautiful experience I was still not 100% sold I was like okay this is cool some beanbags I of course my first session wanted all this amazing wisdom and all these like guidance to come out of me, which didn't happen, right? But that's okay. So the next day I woke up and I'm going throughout my day, and somehow there's just like this like lightness to me, and I don't feel reactive to things, and especially not any urges to food, and it was so drastic that i was like wait what's going on and at that point i had almost totally forgot that i had done the session and to be honest the session seemed so uneventful that i wasn't like at the end of it like oh i had this breakthrough all this stuff happened like this changes i didn't feel that but the next day i felt it i felt this emotion like lighter and i was like okay I think there is something to this. And I remember the next week I had was in Malibu with a couple of my girlfriends for a girl's getaway. And I remember walking on the beaches of Malibu, telling them I had gone back all the way to October and explained this like the collective to them and Jess. And I was like, I don't know, there's something to this. And they were like, okay, this sounds great. Go for it, right? But I just remember like kind of being this non-belief state at some point, but then also deep down knowing that this was real. So a month later, Jess decided to do the collective collective. And for course, it was another full body yes for me. Something was telling me in my soul that I had to be in that. And during that time, Jess, on one of the calls, we would be chatting beforehand before Annie came on and somehow Jess had asked, like, would you be interested in learning how to hold space or be a facilitator? And unanimously, all of us were like, yes, yes, this sounds amazing. And Jess is like, what? Okay, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to create a certification, but I'll figure it out. If you guys are interested, let's see if this works. So right after that call, something inside of me felt compelled to reach out to Jess because I have a background in sales training and creating training programs and understand how to take concepts and, and make sure that people understand it as well as understanding certifications and have been through many certification programs. So I sent her a message and right away she responded and was like, great, I'd love to hop on a call. And within days, me and Jess hopped on a call and it just from the first moment me and her connected, it just flowed. I really understood her vision. I was able to bring some additional thoughts and views to where she was at. And at that point, you know, we decided she was asked me to help her. And in return, I was going to do the training. Now, I have to be completely honest here. When I first started, I was doing it because first off, it was always it's always been a yes. There's always been this intuitive in me that knew that this was right for me. But once again, the brain was still in some kind of resistance and a little bit of, yeah, we'll see, like, we'll see if this works. And I really wanted to do it just for more of the personal stuff of just getting connected to myself and really having that wisdom within myself. And looking back now, five months forward, I could never have predicted what would really come to this, how this completely changed my mind. And I'm going to now take you into exactly what it was like to go through inner voice facilitator training. And then also, I'm going to tell you how I broke through my mind and really how I got into the inner voice too. So inner voice facilitator training started in April and it was three weeks and it was four nights a week for two to three hours. So it was very intense. And That is not how we are doing training this time around. I believe it's going to be six weeks. So it's going to be structured a little bit differently. But in April, where we were as a state of the world is that was the month that all of us were in quarantine. So it was this beautiful, perfect storm for all of us. I think there was originally 30 of us that came together. And we bonded so incredibly deep because we were doing this in a time when there was a lot of chaos in the world and a lot of unknown in the world and we were all at home and so pretty much all we had was this inner voice facilitator training that we were all diving into and and of course from behind the scenes i am helping jess with trying to figure out how to put this into a certification so my mind is going like you know we need workbooks and we need all this information and data, but that's not the way that inner voice works. How it works is by watching and learning and doing it. And that's the one thing I want to say with like inner voice work and especially with this releasing beanbag work. And I know a lot of the inspiration from this for Jess was from Eckhart Tolle, right? And she was reading his books for a while and he was talking, I forget what he calls the beanbags, but you know, it's, you can read about it and hear about it, but to actually do it is a whole other thing. And it's the same thing with, you know, somebody can go out and read a book on how to surf, but does that person actually know how to surf after reading a book about it? And the answer is no. And that is what we found is the same thing with a lot of this beanbag and this inner voice stuff is until you do it, until you experience it, you don't really know. And that was really the magic of this training was that we were able to go in so intensely and had this group of people that supported us. So we were able to experiment. So the first week, every night of the week, it was just just talking about certain aspects, right? First, we talked about the conscious mind. And then we talked about is really the inner voice, and then we talked about different activities that we can do. So it was beautiful just to show up and to watch and to see the mind really take in all the information. And once again, like the whole experience, it was, I was just so fascinated. And when Jess was talking and people were asking questions, it was like, yes, 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 I, I can't wait. But there was still this lack of like truly knowing it. But that started to really happen as the next week, People would volunteer to get inner voice sessions and Jess would do it. And through watching, that is when I really started learning, when I really started comprehending, right? And what I realized in the training is that there was two parts to it, right? And and of course, there was, you know, how my mind worked at that point, there was a lot of mind drama in comparison to other people because Jess would get somebody on and they would have this crazy connection with their inner voice and all of these beautiful messages. And then me, every time I would do an inner voice session with one of my colleagues, it would be just beanbags and nothing. So I really had to get out of the mind. And I also, at week two, realized that there was two parts of me. There's the Lauren as the facilitator my ability to hold space for somebody with an inner voice. And then there's the Lauren who wants to be the student or the person having the inner voice and getting to talk to my inner voice. And after the first couple of weeks, I felt really, really confident about being a facilitator because Jess had just done so many examples and gave us scripts and gave us everything that we needed. And I felt super confident, but The flip side was that I still did not feel confident in my ability to trust my inner voice and actually talk to my inner voice. So one of the cool things about the facilitator training, and I think, honestly, the biggest surprise and the best part about it was the community of women and men that I got to meet. Seriously, I had never been part of a community where I had met so many soul connected friends. Some of the women that I have met in this group, I feel like I have known my whole life because we have this soul connection that is so deep. And it was just so beautiful to see that we were all kind of going through this together. And it was so supportive. And that, like I said, one of the best things is just the people in this community. And if you're thinking about doing inner voice facilitator training, that is one of the things that is a part of this is this very strong community of people. And that was still one of the best surprises and the best gifts. And I will tell you more about how these relationships with the people in the inner voice facilitator really were the catalyst to some of my biggest transformation. It just wasn't me. It's the connection to the people and how we practice and how we got good as facilitators is that we just did peer coaching, peer training. And so I connected to so many people. And for me, and this is my experience and how I learn and I learn by doing. For me, watching Jess and watching the training videos and participating live was very helpful for the mind and gave me ease as far as what it looks like. But the doing it, the practicing of it, and the exploration that happened through the peers is really where the magic happened. And I'm gonna give you some examples and I'm gonna start telling you guys a little bit about how this strong mind of mine broke open and not only just broke open, but was able to remove the limitations of the mind and truly tap into that inner voice. And my first experience with this was when I was working with one of my peer friends, Megan, and Oh, I love Megan. And I'm so happy that we got paired together because the beauty with me and Megan was we both have strong minds. And so when we got on our first call, we both kind of really resonated with the fact that we were both like, yep, this is really uncomfortable. Like our minds are so strong. So we were able to relate. And I remember Megan once told me because she had had this realization where she was like, Lauren, try too hard because I, I would show up to these calls with the peer coaches with all of these hopes that this is the time that i'm gonna get into my inner voice and all this wisdom right so i would have like all these attachments and i what I realized is that you cannot have attachments because our minds are so limited what we think we need from the mind the inner voice knows beyond that so it was this beautiful surrender every session that i would go to in the beginning I would show up with intentions and wanting to do a fix certain of something in my life. But then after doing that a few times, I learned that you just show up and you just never know because what you need, your mind doesn't know. And my experience with Megan, what I really took away and what she really helped me understand was don't try to hear it, right? Don't try. This is about being still and listening and opening up. And me and Megan had met quite a few times and with one of the sessions, you know, and at that point, I was pretty much still just getting emotional beanbags. And after my session, one of my sessions with Megan, I remember, and once again, it, the sessions itself sometimes seem very uneventful, but the magic that happens on the opposite side of it always amazed me. And I remember just releasing so many beanbags in a call with Megan and then an hour later, you know, it was a Saturday. I was like, okay, what do I feel to do? And I asked my inner voice and hey, my inner voice told me to go. And I had recently recorded on TV. ABC had done this Disney sing along, right? Where they had played like old like, Disney songs, with, like the words. And I'm a huge Disney fan and I love karaoke. So I went and I turned on this Disney sing along and I felt compelled to sing along and as I was singing along I just overcame with sobs and crying and laughing and giggling at the same time and it was so therapeutic and this is like literally an hour after my inner voice session with Megan and I see the power where it's like the mind we don't know what's going on but There's always something underneath and I removed all these blocks and I remember watching the whole hour special just sitting on my couch, you know, just like this like cackle. It was, it's hilarious if I could have watched myself, but this like crying, sob like laughing at the same time, but it was so therapeutic and so emotional, so beautiful. And I was just like, okay, something's happening. Now, you know, what I realized and what Jess talks about too is that sometimes before we can even get to our inner voice. The mind is so, so in our stories that we had to release a bunch of beanbags. We can't even get to the inner voice until we release the emotions. And that was very much true for me for the first couple of weeks after inner voice training was over and I was really diving in, in my own work to really connect with my inner voice. And so the next really amazing experience that I had was with another fellow peer, Letitia. And Letitia in my session was amazing. And basically, long story short, what happened was my inner voice decided to laugh for about 45 minutes straight. And it was funny because I remember myself. So like my inner voice is laughing. And then my mind kept on getting triggered by laughing. So then I would be laughing at my inner voice. My inner voice would be laughing at me. Letitia was laughing at me. So for 45 minutes, we just all kind of like laughed to the point where my stomach literally hurt because I was laughing so much. And Leticia asked my inner voice at one point for a while, it wouldn't say anything. It just wanted to laugh and laugh. But finally, it came through. And Letitia was like, inner voice, what's so funny? And the inner voice was like, oh, we're just laughing at Lauren trying to control her life. She just takes things too serious. We just want her to laugh. And so it was just this beautiful gift. And through laughing and through some questions, what I walked away from that inner voice session was with one of the most beautiful gifts that I could ever receive. And I saw that the core of my inner voice, the essence of who I am, what brings me joy is I get my bliss and my joy from listening to music, to moving, to singing, to being childlike. And the inner voice had communicated that to me through laughing. And it's so interesting because the next day, once again, around this time, my inner voice was having me continue to watch this Disney sing-along. And at that point, my inner voice told me to buy a bubble gun, you know, so like blowing bubbles, but a gun that just shoots them. And my whole life, I've, I was a dancer growing up and I used to, you know, love going to plays and I love music. And I realized that who I am, the core for what brings me in my inner voice joy is the connection to music and singing and After this work with Megan and Letitia, whenever I'd be watching TV or in real life and music would come on or I would see somebody singing and I realized that those people were connected to their inner voice and doing what lit them up and me watching people being connected and singing and dancing and doing the thing that lit them up would literally create emotion in me because my soul connected to that so much. And this is also when I realized that my inner voice, I used to think I had to be like still or in this meditative state, but that's not true. My inner voice works through movement and it would move through my body. Like my mind wouldn't know, but my body would move itself. And this beautiful gift of seeing that my inner voice, where it's really truly lit up is with music, with dancing, with bubbles, with Disney. And so now every single day, wrote my day, I literally take singing breaks or bubble breaks or dancing breaks because that's the thing that gets me back into my inner voice the most. And once again, it might not be bubbles or music or Disney for you, but there is something in you and it's in there. And once you can figure that out, it's it's magic. So that was really beautiful. Now after and once again, this is the training itself was four weeks. I got certified. I felt amazing as a facilitator. But me as a client and trying to get in touch with that inner voice took some time. And so probably about a month after facilitator training and staying in touch with my colleagues and continuing to do sessions and connecting with friends, I started to really get into releasing these emotional beanbags. I was like, well, if I can't hear my inner voice, I'm just going to do this emotional beanbag work and you know being a coach and understanding how the mind works and understanding sabotage i understood that really what drives people to sabotage themselves and really like the old habits that keep us stuck it's programming of the mind and yes it's programming of our thoughts but it's also programming of our emotions so we are emotionally being reacted I didn't even have to have a thought, but I would see food because my whole life I had dealt with emotional eating and binge eating. So I had all of these old stories around food. And through this inner voice work, I realized that, wait, you could go in and bring up these old emotions that are trapping us, that are keeping us stuck in these habits with food or whatever the thing that keeps you stuck. And if you can remove it, it would create freedom, right? And you would never have to feel that again. And so I started playing around and and experimenting with some friends and holding smaller sessions. And I had asked one of my friends and who ends up being a really close friend of mine, Nina. She's so lovely. And probably the most mind-blowing inner voice session that I had took me to the core of who I really am and showed me what source energy feels like. I had asked Nina at this point, I knew that it was urges, right? And an urge is that urgent feeling that you have to have something, right? So right around... COVID when when it all happened, right? And this is traumatic for all of us. I thought I had healed my binge eating and some of my old patterns with food in the past, but kind of snuck back in because of the uncertainty and with the things around the coronavirus going on. And I was like, what? I thought that I, I healed this. And so I was willing to go in and really look at what was happening from a different point of view, right? Not from the mind, not trying to think my way out of it. Really mentalize my way out of it, I wanted to play with this new tool that I had. So I asked my friend Nina to hold a session. And I started by describing my urge, right? She got me in this place where in the moment where I feel an urge, and that urge ended up turning into one of the most biggest beanbags I've ever felt, right? So she was like, think about it when you want food, like go into that feeling. How does it feel? So I stayed in that power of the urge. And I actually went back yesterday, my inner voice told me to go back and listen to that recording to prepare for today's podcast. And just hearing me go through this experience was so beautiful again. And she's walking me through it. And on this audio, I hear myself talking about the beanbag and how big it is. And she's having me feel it. And then at some point, I say, okay, well, I still feel this energy, but it's not negative anymore. And in fact, what I'm feeling right now is the most beautiful feeling I've ever felt. And this is me in my inner voice at this point. This is not my mind. And I said, this is source. This is source energy. It's here. And then I started laughing because what I had realized in that moment and what my inner voice and what source was showing me was that my whole life, that energy that was inside of me, that really what our aura is, that inner voice, it is powerful. It is large. It feels in us. And when I was younger, I would feel my inner voice, but I, I thought, thought it was restless and it was so hard to handle that I would eat over it. So I realized in that moment when the urge and that crazy restlessness faded from restlessness into just source energy. It was a slight variation from what restlessness feels like to what source feels like. And in that moment, it all made sense. That really this whole time, that feeling, that big feeling, that energy that is was vibrating inside of me was not something to eat over, was not bad, but it was really my source. And ever since that moment, I realized that It's me. It's this big power inside of me. And I just had to learn how to sit in that emotion. And after I got off of that phone, after truly feeling what my inner voice and what my essence is and what God feels like in my body, that need to eat over or that urge has been gone. Because what I learned and what my inner voice told me in that session is that whenever you have that urge, whenever you have that feeling, that need outside of you, You just need to take a breath and sink down to the inner voice. Because really, you know, the food or the alcohol or whatever it was I was using to numb out, what I was really looking for was a certain feeling to feel away and really to feel relief, to feel relaxed. And always, what I wanted to ask myself it's like the food itself. It's like, why do I really want that? Why do I want that food? After that experience, I stopped and I started asking myself, why do I really want it? And the answer was always, I'm bored or I'm restless or there's something I need to do with my time, right? It was like this passing, this time until I get to my goal or until I get to this next thing. And I realized that all we ever want is that feeling, that feeling of wholeness, that feeling of inner peace. And when I felt that, when my inner voice gave me that gift in that session, I realized that was always available to me. So now I'm able to, as soon as I feel urges, I know that that urge was to fill something out. And so instead of going out of me, I go in and I fill myself up. And that is how I healed myself after being an emotional eater for 20 years. And for years, I was a coach teaching on this and using our thoughts and using the subconscious to overcome these patterns. But there's a lot of efforting with that. This way, I went right into the source of it, released the emotional beanbag with all of the old stories. And now I'm just left with like my wholeness of my source. And I just tap into that. And that was so beautiful. And once again, I listened to that call yesterday and I, I was crying back listening to that. It's just, it's just so beautiful. And at this point, I'm a believer, right? I'm a hooked. I'm telling everybody about it. I'm doing this with my clients. I'm like, I'm so giddy about it. So, I was like, okay, I see. Here's what happens with us human brains. The reasons why us humans take action is because we have a thought that creates a feeling that creates an action. But most of it is subconscious because it's programmed. So we're just doing what we did, which then eventually becomes emotional coding. So over time, if you think a thought enough or you attach an emotion to a thought, it then becomes a belief and it becomes programmed into us. And that's why it's so hard for us to change is because we can't just be like, okay, I don't want to believe that anymore. No, because the emotional coding is still there. So that's what makes it so hard to change. But when you can go in and release these emotional beanbags that are the wiring on top of the thoughts, it makes it so much easier. So that's when I went in next and I was like, well, if I could do this with food and urges, I'm going to do this with other things in my life. The next area, I played around with is money. And I realized That I had all of these emotional coding around my money thoughts about lack and that money is hard to make. So then I went in and I figured out the old beliefs that created these feelings. And then I went in and I released the emotions through emotional beanbags so that then my old beliefs had no emotions attached to the money. And so that I could believe that money was easier. And so it's just been really fun to go in here and play with all different aspects of this inner voice work. But it didn't happen right away. My strong mind needed to be willing to go with this journey. I had to release the emotional beanbags. And now, now I have so much trust with my inner voice and it's just always on the surface. It's always there guiding me. Now, I want to switch a little bit to I talked a lot about my personal life and how This work has really changed in my personal life, but it did the same amount. It it also has blown my mind with my business. In August, me and two of my friends that I had met during inner voice training, Brigitte and Nina, we decided to do an experiment because what we had realized is that our mind has so many limitations. And the more that we would do inner voice sessions or just give up what our mind thinks it should look like and give up the mind and which went to the source of the inner voice. So much magic would happen that I could even fathom. So we decided to do a 30 days to bliss. And basically what it was is every day for 30 days we were going to get into a place of bliss with our inner voices before we would do anything in the day. So my typical way of waking up prior to this month in August was to lay in bed, to check my Facebook, to scroll to Instagram, right? So I would wake up and immediately give my attention to all these other things. And normally I would get on Facebook and compare myself and should. And So by the time I got out of bed, it was like I kind of wasn't connected to my magic. I was thinking about other people. I was looking at things outside of me. But in August, what we did was that we decided to go to our inner voices before we did anything, before we got on social media, checked our email, connected with other people, but yet rather bonded to our own bliss. So I would wake up in the morning, you know, and for me, the thing that got me into bliss is music bubbles and also my Peloton. So I would get on and get the bubbles and sing and dance and meditate and get into this bliss. And then I would go throughout my day. And also, we did not set any goals, right? So as a coach, as a business owner, you know, I often set goals for my business, you know, bringing in, signing this many clients or bringing X amount of money in. And in August, I had also committed to not creating any goals, putting no numbers, nothing. I was just gonna go and bond to bliss every single day and from there trust that the best things would happen to me. Now, this was scary for my mind. Because forever was always taught, well, you know, if you want, you have to be in alignment to the thing you want. If you want to sign two clients, if you want to make $10,000, you got to feel that you got to be aligned to that the whole time. But the problem was when I thought like that, there would be an attachment, right? This needing it to having it. So going into this month, I let everything go. I just bonded to whatever the bliss that happened that day in the first 10 days, were amazing. Like literally got so much done. I created a new framework for a program that I was doing. Like it was the best thing. Then day 11 happened and I got really, really sick. Anytime I would eat anything unhealthy, I would get violently ill. And then I got for a whole week was crazy nauseous, crazy anxiety. It was so confusing because here I am after tapping into this bliss, 10 days of like the best like out of my life to this crazy sickness, illness. And I've never been, never get sick over food. I never get ill. So here my mind is like, what's happening? What's going on? Something's wrong with me. Didn't know. And so I went to my friends and I'm telling them what's happening. Of course, they're reminding me to get into this inner voice. And so my commitment for August was to find the alignment no matter what. And so I kept on with my bonding to my bliss. And I went to my inner voice and my inner voice told me that the contrast was my ally. And I kept on seeing these visualizations from my inner voice too, where I kept on seeing this cocoon. And basically my inner voice was like, this is happening for you. Like this is the cocoon stage. Like we're making you stop. We're making you pause. This pain is intentional. It is your job to align to the contrast. So about five or six days of this, looking back now, as much as I tell myself I was like aligning to the moments and I would find joy in moments, I still very much had this, why is this happening to me? And during this month, Jess was running the invoice business class. And so I luckily got a hot seat and I came on and I told her what was happening to me. And first off, she reminded me that what I'm going through can happen, right? When you go into inner voice work, and it's really funny, my friend who is also, her name is Jen. She's amazing. She is becoming a facilitator this next round. And she's been with me on this journey. And she was Kind of semi joking to me, where she's like, "Oh my gosh, feels like you're doing emotional ayahuasca, right?" Like, because I've been doing so much beanbag work, so much where this part of this was happening, and Jess reminded me that she's like, "I've had many times, you know, I would feel bad, and so just hearing that from Jess gave my mind that nothing wrong." And then she told me of a story of how she one time her inner voice made her get drunk, and the next day she was hungover, and. How she got out of the hangover is that she was just in her body, went away from her mind. And so the next day when I woke up, every day I was waking up super nauseous. It was literally like dry heaving in the morning. And the next morning I woke up, it's like 5 a.m. And of course I wake up and I feel the nausea coming. And I was like, okay, I'm going to really do this inner voice stuff. I'm really going to let go of my mind. I'm not going to make this mean anything. I'm going to do it just it. I'm just going to get in my body. And I'm just going to feel the emotions with no mind. And I sat in my bed and I just, every wave of, of nausea that came, I just felt it. I aligned to it. I didn't have my mind. And for about an hour, I did this. And somehow, probably after an hour, I fell asleep. And I woke up about an hour later. And when I woke up, I felt amazing. And all of the throwing up, all of the nausea, everything Was completely gone. And what I had realized is that the mind, my mind trying to figure out why it was happening and what was going on was what was making it all happen. And when I let go of the mind, it all went away. And this is really the power of the inner voice. The inner voice knows. And once again, going into the 30 days of August, I gave up, give me whatever is my highest, whatever is meant for me, right? I had no goals. And I see after that week of sickness that I had quantum leaped so fast and far because I had to slow down and let my self catch up with my inner voice because I had quantum leaped so much in the past month from doing this work. And after that, until now, that was about two weeks ago, I am now the healthiest I have ever been. I am a full embodiment of the work that I've been doing. And I am, I see things on the other side because the mind, right? Like as you do this work, you need less and less of the mind. My mind is there, but it's the inner voice that is running the show now. Now, of course the mind's going to be there and it's not a hundred percent. And I still have so much work and I look forward to continuing to do this work, but I see how all of this is happening, and this 30 days of just giving up the intentions to my inner voice and letting the highest thing for my good come up, that week of illness of the contrast was exactly what I needed to realize that I can align to any moment. I had not been sick in forever and that contrast was such a beautiful lesson. So this work has been blowing my mind. And in August as well, like I said, Jess was doing the invoice class around business. And I really also decided to what I call throw away the rules of the business for like us coaches. You know, there's all those things like you have to be online. You have to be posting. You have to have a website. You have to have a funnel. You write all these quote unquote rules. And I decided this month just to throw them all out and be like, you know what? I'm just going to do what I want to do. And what I learned in Jess's invoice is that we get to make our own rules we get to decide what we want to do. And how you do that is by going into the inner voice and I remember as a business owner, as a coach, my number one, I guess pain point in the past has always been what do I do? How do I do it, right? The what, when, who. And so as coaches, or at least myself, right? Like I'm always Looking at other coaches being like, how do they do it? I want the map. I want the easy way, right? So we like buy courses, we buy books, we hire coaches, wanting them to tell us the how. But what I've realized and what I've seen with this inner voice work is that the how that worked for them isn't necessarily going to work for us. And when we try to take someone's exact steps, there could be resistance or it might not be the right path. And I like to really, in my teaching, and once again, me and my friend Jen were talking about this analogy the other day where, you know, this is a journey. We start in one place and we're trying to get to this other destination. So what we want to do is we want to, we have a GPS, right? And we go to another coach and we're like, okay, tell me exactly how you did this. So they're like, okay, give me your GPS. So then they take your GPS and then they put in their exact plan. And then you go out and you follow it. But Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes there's resistance, right? Like that to me is the more efforting way of doing it their way versus what I've learned now, what you can do. It's like, okay, here's what I want to do. Go into your inner voice. And when you go to your inner voice, that is the analogy of like, just getting on a plane, right? Instead of when another coach puts it in the GPS, they're like, okay, here you go. And you get in your car and you drive and you're all around. The other option is just going to the inner voice. And that's like getting on a plane, right? And you're like, okay, on a plane, when you, if you live in LA and you're going to New York, when you get on the plane, you just know you're going to end in New York. You're not worried about it. The captain's going to get there. And the same thing with your inner voice. When you go there and you just trust, your inner voice is going to get you there in the best possible path for you. Your inner voice knows the specific way for you. No two people are the same. We are consciousness and consciousness is different. So what worked for somebody might not work for you. And that's what I'm seeing where this inner voice work really has given me back what I call trust. Trust Trusted myself this knowing, right? Not needing to look at other people, not needing to follow other people's plans. And for two years, my first two years of my business, I got really caught in the how. I got really caught in needing people, right? I wanted it. hey, tell me the answers, right? Tell me what to do. And the magic of getting into my inner voice is that I always have the answers inside of me and I have the specific answers exactly for me. And those answers even, it surprises me. It's even better than I can imagine. And so that's what I just want to encourage those out there that are either business owners or coaches and trying to build their business going into the inner voice can be so powerful. And it was so beautiful to watch the invoice sessions of all of the unique individuals. And there's so many commonalities from what the inner voice says. And it just, it does, it gets to be easy. And the only thing that's blocking us is the limitations of our mind. And I've never been more... Sure, of that than I am now, that I have been able to tap into the inner voice and see really the limitless and the possibilities that are out there for you. So, next, what I'm going to talk about is what inner voice work has done for me as a tool, as a coach. When Jess and I first met back in, I think it was March, and we were talking about this training. Just said that she imagines there's going to be three different types of people that would do it, right? So one type of person is somebody who is already a coach or something and they want to add this as one of their tools, right? So it's going to be a tool that they add to the toolbox. That's one type of person. Another type of person that might want to get certified is somebody who they might not actually plan on using it, but they just want to do it for the knowledge, right? And just gave the example of like yoga training. She did the yoga training, but it was just for fun, where people want to do it, but it's just for their own use. And then the third type of person is like, nope, I want to do the facilitator training, and I want to do it just the facilitator training, just the way that I was taught. So the first group is really the innovating people, right? They're going to take it and innovate it into what they do. Now, for me, when I went into the training... Mostly, I would say I was doing it for me personally, because at that point, I wasn't sure of the power of it. I wasn't sure how it was going to fit into my coaching practice. But now, after going through this, this tool has become one of the main pieces of what I offer my clients and for my own personal life. So for me as a coach, I'm always thinking about transformation. You know, my job is to help people get results, go from point A to point B. And I think in the coaching world, you know, there's three different stages, right? There's information where somebody has information. And with information alone, you can give somebody information and that information can create a breakthrough or help somebody see something in a different way. And that seeing things in a different way can help somebody get some change. But having information doesn't automatically equal change or transformation. Now, information versus transformation transformation is then when you take that information and you go out there and most likely fail because when you try to take something new into your life it doesn't happen like that your brain and all of our old programming you have to really learn and so what transformation is like trial and error you go out, you do something you learn you try again you learn you try again and then you succeed success is really built on a bunch of failures and in this transformation stage where I would have my clients be using their mind to really create the transformation. But what I realized is that with this inner voice work, you can take that transformation and like it's like pouring kerosene on it. It can light it up so fast because you're able to get to the, to the core programming. And then the, the last part of this is that there's a transformation versus embodiment. And when you're in the transformation, you're becoming that person. But on the other side of the transformation is the full embodiment. You are that person. And so as a coach, I want my clients to get to that embodiment. I want them to be the full embodiment of what they learned. Not only do they have the knowledge, but it's been integrated into themselves. And for me, this inner voice has really sped up the process for my clients. And I'm going to explain this a little bit deeper for you. So once again, I had mentioned before, and I'm just staying on the surface. This is so deep when it comes to the mind, how the mind works and the subconscious versus the subconscious. But just for the purposes of this recording, I'm making it very simple. A belief is when you have a thought repeated over time, and then there's an emotion added to it. So When we believe something, it's because it's been emotionally coded to ourselves. So if we want to change what we are and what we're doing, we have to be able to change our belief systems. And when you can change the belief system, the faster you can change it, the faster the, the transformation. So when I first started in the transformation world, I would do it from the awareness of our conscious thoughts for my clients. So I would help my clients see how their current thinking was preventing them from creating change, right? And the awareness of our thoughts alone can create change, right? And I'm gonna make the analogy of this, of like, imagine digging a hole, right? Like, you can dig a hole with a plastic spoon, but that's gonna take a while. And that's the same thing with, you can create change through our conscious thoughts, but it's gonna take some time and a lot of repetition, okay? Then what I learned is that, you could go to the subconscious thoughts and you can create change even faster when you go to the root of why you're thinking that thought, right? So if you go to a thought and you ask yourself, why do you believe that? It's your belief. And then you could even go deeper and say, well, then why do I believe that? And that's your identity. And that's really the more of the core set point of why you do what you do. So when I learned this, I was like, great, I can help my clients get faster change because we're just going to go to the subconscious thoughts and address those. And Creating change by that, the analogy is it's like digging a hole with shovels, right? Maybe there's like two people and you can do it faster, right? When you go into the subconscious, because when you get to the subconscious, it's like going to the root of it. Now, it still requires you to have some kind of awareness and still manipulate it on some level, but you can change and it's faster through the subconscious. But what I realize is that this inner voice work, when you can go in to the inner voice and release these emotional beanbags and release the emotional coating, that is instant. You can do that instantly. And to me, the analogy, once again, is like digging a hole with a bulldozer, just right going in in one big scoop. So the transformation can happen faster when you're going into the core of where the emotion is and removing it. So to me, as a coach... This has been mind-boggling because my whole ever since becoming a coach I was obsessed with helping people change. And the reason why I became obsessed with wanting to change and getting unstuck was because I was stuck my whole life. So I was doing this for myself so that I could teach others too. So this as a coach has completely changed the way I do things and has now become one of the main tools that I use in my transformations with my clients. And I think that one of the the most beautiful things about this inner voice facilitator training has done is it's now getting in the hands of people who are innovating. Going back to some of my colleagues and peers that have been in this training with me where I got to meet so many amazing people and we're all doing something a little bit different. And that's the beauty of this. I'm just speaking from a coach point of view, but maybe you, maybe you're an accountant. Maybe you are a teacher. Maybe you are whatever, right? You might be in a different field, but there's still utility in this. So some examples is that another colleague, Kit Yoon, she is using this with intuitive eating. Some other colleagues, Hannah and Emily, they are using this with movement. They're both into movement and using the inner voice through movement. Another colleague, Slade, who is a massage therapist, is integrating the inner voice work into massage therapy. And then Slade and Lucy got together and now doing a membership for other people that wanna get into their inner voice. So it's been so beautiful to see how each person out of the original 30 that started, how we've gone through this journey of our inner voice, how we've embodied it into our own lives, and then how we're innovating and using it in our businesses to help people really just continue to calibrate to who they really are. And it's just the possibilities are endless. And I can't wait to see this next group of people that come through and how they innovate and how they use this work. And like I said, at first, when I got into this, I really wanted to use this for my personal use, but this is now the secret sauce in my business. And it's amazing. So some other things that, you know, what the inner voice work really does is it has led me to my higher self, right? It's like, help me see like who I truly am. It's helped me release old patterns and old beliefs that have been stuck. I've gotten clarity and I've aligned with my soul's purpose. I've been able to go beyond the conscious mind and see what's more possible. I have more fun and alignment in each day, and I just get to do less. And I think that the ultimate thing is I just now have the sense of knowing that I am safe and that I am loved. And safety and love are actually the opposites of the mind of what the default the mind is actually the brain and the way that was created for survival is to seek pleasure avoid pain and conserve energy it just wants to keep you safe so it's always looking for all the problems and looking for the safety where the essence of the inner voice is safety so when you let go of the mind and you're able to drop into your inner voice you go right to the source of safety in the mind you don't need the mind so who i've become in the past five months has literally blown my mind. And I do wanna just add a little caveat that my results, the typical results of what I've explained to you is that everyone is gonna have their own timeline. I have been on this journey of self-discovery and looking for freedom for years and years and years and years. But I was ready for this. I've been ready for this. I was looking for this. And if you are in a place in your life where you are ready to explore different modalities, and if this is resonating with you and you're feeling it in your inner voice, this can change your life too. And I actually, because it's been so fast, this transformation of letting go of the mind and really into the inner voice, it's when Jess asked me to create this episode, I, when I went into my inner voice and asked for guidance, its response was for me to remember who I was. And that was hard. It was hard for me to go back and remember I've come. And so I was listening to old calls. And in I see it so clearly now. And also, you know, I was talking to my friend Nina and she reflected back to me and I can't quite put it in her words. So I'm going to use her words. And so this is what she said to me about my transformation. We met in inner voice training. So she had not known me before and we've become super, super close. She knows me so well now. So she said, you know, when I first met you, your information, it was deep and wide. I was an expert in many things. I was articulate and I was living, you know, I was, I was lovely and I was professional and I had very interesting insights and always had the answers, but it was linear. So it was like problem, solution, problem, solution. Now, when I walk into a room, the darkness goes away. There is a radiant light around me. There is a systematic understanding. It is soothing and loving and I'm very articulate and very powerful but I have this element of compassion and empathy that I didn't have before. I have this humanity to me that I didn't because I'm now fully embodied and I see things differently. And I'm even more potent than I was before because of my understanding. And it's not something that, I mean, yes, I can drastically see in myself and from the inside point of view, but it's also been really fun to see my friends and my family and my clients also reflect to me who I've become. So if this is resonating to you, I highly recommend that you follow your gut and go with inner voice training or even just if it's a session that you are. But this, it's been game changing. So that's all I have. I know I went on for a while, but I wanted to to give you my own story and last little thing I want to say is I just wanted to thank Jess. I wanted to thank Jess for following her intuition. And it was her intuition that led her into this work and led her to the collective collective that led her to creating this inner voice facilitator. And then that gift that she's now given to the first 30 of us have done this. And it's just this beautiful ripple effect And I see it in my life. And I see it in the lives of my colleagues that have gone through this. And I literally have chills right now. And it's so beautiful. So thank you so much, Jess, for following your intuition and leading us there. And what I've learned about Jess and what I know about Jess in the past few months as we've worked together and going through the training is that she truly is the embodiment of this work what has made her get to where she is, and I see it so clearly, is that she comes from this place of service and she's built this trust with her audience. So thank you, Jess, for trusting me with your audience. And this was created in an act of service for all of you. And I hope that all the right people hear this and get exactly what they need from this. So I'm sending you guys all so, so much love.